This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Jesus Christ, Vampire Hunter. Again! I'm so tired. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And Hotlanta couldn't be asked to uh, to watch this movie again. Because uh, thank you, the ghost of Vern Gagne, for suggesting this movie. We watched it and then realized we had already done an episode on this back in the old times of 2016. Yes, back in the so, before times. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess we're going to... I didn't watch it that time, so at least it was new to me. But Chris was like, this movie seems really familiar. Have, have I watched this before? <laughs> yeah, it turns out, funny story, I totally have. <laughs> but uh, the ghost is one of our uh, Patreon backers, right? Yes. Yeah, so we figured we uh, we owed it to them to uh, to watch it again since they requested it. So we are, we're doing it, doing it again, and hopefully doing it well. Well, let's not have unreasonable expectations. I mean, if a little cool Jay can, can do it well, we can. That's true. Uh, I don't know what serious words I just tried to slam together. <laughs> it is true. That's I true. agree. <laughs> yeah, Chris has not had four beers and two shots of rum tonight, so uh, he's a little more sober than last episode. Yeah, I will probably yell less about Derringers than the last time. <laughs> but I'm wicked tired. Or, I'm sorry, I'm powerful tired. <laughs> powerful tired. Mm-hmm. All right, so, um, Chris, could you uh, tell us how this movie begins? Uh, well, it starts with... Uh, the beginning. Yeah. That's my Hotlanta impression. That's pretty good. Yeah. I was upset, so I know you're doing it right. <laughs> if you're instinctually upset, then I'm, I'm getting pretty close. It starts... Does it start with the intro from the fucking... The guy. It, like, fucking wild-eyed, wild-haired preacher dude? Yeah, that fucking... But Alan Moore looking motherfucker. Yeah, and, and what looked like I thought at first were marijuana plants, but I don't think they were once I uh, I got a better look at them. But I was like, is that, that, mar- that marijuana? Mm-hmm. Maybe? No? Okay. Maybe not. Maybe? maybe? maybe. California? Oh, wait, no, it's 2001. That was pre-legalization. Pretty sure it's not. Yeah, also it's in Ottawa. Yeah, that too. How the fuck is this movie 20 years old? That's fair. Time, I guess. I guess, yeah. Hmm. Time I don't remember when it came. I mean, I don't remember it coming out, but I was like, oh, it's got to be like a 19, 2015 movie or something, like with the whole like Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter and Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies and whatever else. Like, it's got to be about that time, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. 20 years ago, 21 years ago, this movie was fucking made. And it was filmed over the course of a couple of years on weekends. So it probably was like shot in like 1999, 2000. 
Like, I don't know. Like, that's just, for some reason, that hits me weird. Makes me uncomfortable. It's fair. I had no idea this movie was going to cause you to have some sort of existential crises. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's religion. It does that to you. <laughs> yes, this movie, super religious. Super, it's got Jesus fucking Christ in it. It does. Jesus H. Christ, even. The H is for holy. <laughs> I've often wondered. <laughs> it's, it's Umberto, actually. So, uh, Alan Moore, he's our narrator. Yes. And he talks about, I don't know, something. You think I'd remember anything about this movie since I have watched it twice. Yeah, and recently, the second time. But remember, it's not my strong suit. My strong suit something, is books. Yeah, something about a house being empty or abandoned. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I think the house is supposed to be a metaphor for your soul or something. Yeah, classic Alan Moore. Yep. I just can't wait until Swamp Thing appears in the movie. We've done that one, right? We did Swamp Thing, didn't we? That sounds like something we would have done. I think I, I think I suggested at one point because I remember liking it as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I, I watched a lot of horror movies as a child. This probably explains a lot about me now, but also explains understand. It also explains why people ask me like if a movie is appropriate for a child. I just say I don't know. If you have to ask, I, probably not. I have no I have no concept as to what's appropriate for children. Yeah. Eh, my daughter's favorite movie is Color Clouds from Outer Space, so what do I know? <laughs> you know that that's her favorite movie. She's got good taste. That's right. Got Christopher Titus in it. She did get a pretty sick uh, prop cotton candy gun for Christmas. Nice. From it. Nice. <laughs> it makes the noise and spins and everything. It's pretty cool. I don't think I've ever actually watched that movie past the point where Christopher Titus almost gets run over by a car. Well, which I'll, I think is early on in the movie. I'll have her suggest it so we can put it on the list. There we go. You can put. I don't think we probably. I mean, she's under eighteen, so we probably shouldn't put her on the podcast. So, no, she's been on the podcast once. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that is true. She has been. No, twice. She was yelling about Michael Bay once, <laughs> and yeah. one time you could just hear her banging on the garage door in the background. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yes, good times, good times. But this movie, so our our soul is abandoned or something. Thanks, Alan Moore. Yeah. Also, he tells us lesbians are being attacked by vampires. Yeah, specifically. Yes. And then we get a vampire attack upon a lesbian, presumably. Presumed lesbian. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, judging from what Alan Moore said, yeah, she was not, like, making out with or having sex with a woman. But since the vampire attacked her, we are supposed to presume she's a lesbian. Yeah, I think she was a nurse. Or she just had a big Red Cross apron for fun. I don't know. Yeah, she either was a, she was either a nurse or dressed like a nurse for Halloween. Yeah. And the it vampire was more of a Halloween her. costume than an actual nurse's outfit. And this is uh, when we learn that this is a real problem in the city. Yep. 
because Father Albin is reading a newspaper. Oh no, the nurse. The, well, no, because after the vampire lady kills the the lesbian, she sits in her car and watches the sunrise, and then asks where all the lesbians are. Yeah, like where are the lesbians at? We've all been there at sunrise. Y- yes. It is identifiable. Maybe. Um, uh, not sure. I could. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I've never been on a lesbian hunt before, so. <laughs> it's fair. It's like a scab. It's like a scavenger hunt, only not like not, a scavenger hunt. It's it's like that, but not that. No. And uh, the local clergy get together. Yeah, they are not like your stereotypical clergymen. No. Because, like, Father Albin has a mohawk. Yeah. And he has a badass motorcycle helmet with holes cut out in the top for his mohawk. And it says, like, love to live and pray to live on it on either side. Yeah. And there's even an entire song, which I assume is dedicated to his helmet. Yeah. A whole like punk rock song dedicated to his helmet that as the, he like rides on a moped with father. So-and-so father more straight laced than him to, uh, to go to the lake. Yeah. Cause that's where Jesus is. Oh, that's right, because, yeah, they need someone to fight the vampires, and who better to fight vampires than Jesus H. Christ? Yeah, obviously. I mean, who else would it be? I mean, yeah. I mean, if God's not going to come down and smite them himself, might as well use his son. Yeah. And uh, Jesus offers them lemonade, which... Mm. Which looked like urine. Yeah, it definitely looked like piss. Yeah. Yep, and they're like, is there going to be enough? He's like, don't worry, there'll be enough. <laughs> and you're like, is that like a uh, loaves and fishes reference? Or just, I'm just going to refill this bottle after I piss. Reference. Yeah, I'm just going to piss in this sure bottle which more. That was. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. But then, because uh, yeah, he's baptizing some lady in the, in the, the lake. But once he sees the the priest show up, he just like drops her in the water and like comes like wandering out. Like <laughs> it was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, and she's never seen again, so she presumably drowns. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a a quick fight scene on the beach. Yeah, the mm, the, uh, the stunt work on this is not the cleanest. The fight choreography exists. It does exist. That's better than some films. Yes, and they definitely just tried to cut, do their shots in a way that would make it appear as if people were being hit with punches and kicks. But, like, the, it's just so... Mm. They tried. They did. They, they tried hard. Gold Star. Yes. We'll give them we will give them a participation trophy for that. Yeah. Thankfully it's pass fail, so they pass. Yeah, they passed. And uh Jesus gets beat up. 
Yep. And then like the two priests, he tells the priests to go to the to go into the lake to bless the water. And as they're trying to bless the water, they both get killed by vampires. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus starts throwing vampires into the lake after beating them a bit. And then he blesses the lake and the whole lake presumably turns into holy water and burns the vampires. Yeah. And then he uh, he heads back to town, gets a haircut and an earring. Yeah, yeah an earring in each ear. Yeah, yeah. But he gets a haircut for that damn hippie, and uh, looks more like a normal person. Yeah. Also, uh, rides a skateboard at one point. Yeah, sings a song. Yeah. About, about like basically love being inclusive and like basically saying that uh republican jesus is not the the right jesus yeah but, you know fair enough yeah and uh he meets up with uh father what's his head eustace yeah at the diner yes oh straight shooters yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like Hooters, but worse. Yeah, well, Hooters, yeah, yeah. The the it's just like it's like the diner version of Hooters. <laughs> I feel like you have to pronounce it straight shooters. Yeah, straight Hooters. Yeah, and uh, the his waitress makes eyes at him because Jesus is super hot. Yeah, I mean, you know, he can't help it. I can't turn it off. No, he's got the body of Christ. That's true. Yep. And uh, the father guy, Eustace or whatever the hell. I think it's Eustace. He slides him some money from the collection plate so he can gear yeah. up. Father, the, the father looks like that the the dude from the IT crowd. Shit, crowd. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, the one with the big hair. And he, uh, so Jesus heads off to go get wood for steaks. Yes. But doesn't get too far. Because at the local park, he gets accosted. Oh, oh yes. the uh, He gets accosted. A man and a woman get out of a, a Jeep. And the woman tells him... You don't know me because we've never met before. That is the direct quote. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm like, hmm. Um, yeah, but we're the, we're atheists. And I was like, okay. Like, first of all, how do atheists know that Jesus Christ is just one around town? I actually know. That's second of all. First of all is who the fuck introduces themselves as you don't know me because we've never met before. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no human talks like that. Yeah, like, oh, you're right. That's probably true. Uh, 99% of the time, at least. Yeah, I mean, I don't know you because I've never met you. Yes, that's generally the way it works. Thank you. <laughs> Unless you're a celebrity of some kind, I would I would not feel like I knew you before I met you. Yeah. And even if you're a celebrity, most of the time, probably don't feel like I actually know you. 
And for whatever reason, the atheists have a squad of goons to beat Jesus up? Well, I mean, because, like, if they can beat Jesus up, that proves that he's not really Jesus and God doesn't exist, right, Chris? I mean, if if Jesus is so powerful, can he make a rock he can't move? Checkmate. Religion. <laughs> <laughs> so the the yeah you know, a bunch of people pile out of the jeep and try to kick his ass. He delivers an ass whooping. More people pile out of the jeep to kick his ass, like clown car style. Up. There's like fucking yeah. eighty three people in this fucking jeep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, deliver, he delivers unto them another ass whooping, and then the third batch of people come piling out of this car. Only they appear to be martial artists of some kind. One lady, I'm pretty sure, was like using capoeira. Uh, one dude was like in like a Shaolin monk outfit with like a thin staff and was whipping that all around for fun. Yeah. And I mean, this scene, it, it's long. It goes on and on. The only thing that made it like palatable was the fact that everybody kept coming out of the same fucking car. Yeah. And the occasional shots of the people who were in the park where they clearly did not have any kind of permit because then you just kept seeing like people off in the background looking over like the fuck is the fuck is going on over there <laughs> yep i just remember distinctly the lady on the picnic blanket who kind of looks over her shoulder as this dude dressed up in jesus robes is like throwing a dude in a fucking <laughs> mohawk to the ground and fake punching him and she's just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> She's like, did I did I eat something I shouldn't have? <laughs> yeah, and it's Canada, so she's very polite about it. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, and like he does turtle people a couple of times, which is fun. Especially he turtles one dude in a Canadiens jersey, which I thought was really good. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He gets yeah. kicked in the balls one good time. That's always yep. hilarious. Yep, kicking Jesus in the balls. Gotta love that. Because I'm a fucking child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But eventually he doth doth deliver upon all the atheists a whooping of the ass. Yeah. And he uh, grabs his, like, firewood, which is apparently what he bought to make steaks out of. Yep. And heads home. And where he finds a woman in his apartment with a gun. Yeah. And they have a tussle. They do have a tussle. And he discovers that she is actually on his side because presumably she's Jewish. Yeah, she keeps calling him rabbi. Yeah, and she says like it's not just like the Catholic Church or the Christians that are in all this, you know, fighting vampires thing for, with him. And she is Mary Magnum. Yeah, which is pretty good. She even gives him a yep. card, Apostle for the Apostles. Yeah. <laughs> And then she decides that he looks tense the, so that she's going to give him a schwitz. Yeah, they have a nice schwitz. Which, I mean... She whips out her fucking mainframe size laptop compact <laughs> with hey, a cue. Where, where, where was the sauna? Where, where did they go? I saw that apartment. She, she had a laptop in a sauna, Chris. I mean... Didn't work so good, but... <laughs> Microelectronics yeah. love hot hot steam. <laughs> yeah. 
my wife was like, why does she have a laptop in a sauna? But yeah, I guess to get there, they have to be in a sauna. So yeah, where is that sauna? I don't know. Yeah. Schwitz R Us. They, they went down to the local Schwitz R Us. I guess so. And, uh, <laughs> Schwitz and Co. Yeah. And uh, she gets on her sauna-based laptop <laughs> and gives uh, Jesus the rundown. Yep. About the vampires and who's the vampires or something. Yeah, and how they're attacking the lesbians. And he's like, that's not right. Yeah. Because Jesus loves lesbians. True. Cool. Jesus loves lesbians. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because I mean, that's it's a it's an anagram for LL Cool J. Yeah. I guess it is. <laughs> We're learning a lot today. Yes, I'm making a lot of LL Cool J references for some goddamn reason. You're sleepy. It's what's on your mind, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, oh, okay. We'll get to that point. I just had a, I had a, a brilliant flash that will come to fruition, hopefully, if I remember to say it at the proper time. No, odds are I'm going to skip right past whatever you're thinking about. Most likely, but uh, yeah. So yeah, so... Um, but she is like, yeah, I'm going to help you fight vampires, but you can't go around find vampires and fucking like zero BC robes. Yeah. And Adidas and Adidas pick one or the other. You either get your Adidas or your robes and he chooses Adidas. Yeah. So they had to the, the local fucking thrift store with the jive talking white guy at the counter. That was the choice. They made it. Y- yeah. Yeah. That was the one part of this movie that made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that played better 20 years ago. No, it probably didn't. Probably not. Mm. I mean, 20 years ago, I probably would have been like, oh, it's kind of funny because I don't because uh, I tried. I've been trying to grow as an individual over my entire life. What? So, yeah, it's it's weird. I know. But uh, yeah. So, but she, yeah, so he picks a shirt that's, like, faux leather. I feel like you were glossing over the delightful clothes trying on montage. Oh, yes. Also, the salt and pepper shakers. Yeah. Okay, so the salt shaker being a toilet, fine, whatever. The pepper shaker being... Like a fucking like Song of the South baby pepper shaker. Mm. Weird. Yeah. Weird there were a set, not I don't then she paired them together for some fucking reason. I guess she was gonna potty train the pepper shaker with the salt shaker. Yeah, yeah, a lot of questionable choices made during the their store seed yeah yeah not their not their finest hour but there was the whole like you know obligatory clothes trying on montage where he tried on a tracksuit which would have gone well with his adidas but yeah 
was was not for him. Um, although the Beastie Boys, uh, you know, can pull it off, and I believe they're the similar uh, ethnic descent as Jesus. So, yeah, some of them, some of them at least. Also, you know, Kiss. Um, let's see, uh, you know, Kiss, you know, Juggalos for Boomers. Uh, and the, that's a Discord reference. Yeah, yeah, it is. So you want to see more more cutting humor like that? Go to our Discord. Go to Bro, the Weird Photos channel. All the hottest takes. Yes, uh, and and Hotlanta's mashup memes, some of which are fantastic, and some of which are Tusk Elon Musk mashups. Yeah, and I, and I just don't like to think about Tusk. That's really what, or Elon Musk for that matter. I'd rather think about Tusk than Elon Musk. Uh, I just don't want to think about either one of them. That movie's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, I think we did an episode on that, and it, it contains our feelings and our tears. Um, I don't know. We tried some other stuff on. He ends up in just like a nice shirt and pants. Yeah, like decent. He looks. He looks like he looks. He looks good. Looks like a, a you know regular Joe. And as all that nonsense is happening, one of the vampires shows up because apparently this is like a vampire thrift store. Yeah, because she's trying to find uh, Johnny, and apparently thrift store guy knows where Johnny is. Johnny so shakes, Golgotha. Johnny Golgotha. So she shakes him down. Jesus and Mary Magnum over here. Uh, and uh, finds out that Johnny Golgotha is... At the local hospital. Yeah. At the local, <clears throat> what passes for a morgue. Mm-hmm. Where he's stealing the skin of the lesbians. Because well, no, this is, this is Dr. Pretorius that is stealing the skin of the lesbians. That's where that guy is, isn't it? No, Johnny Golgotha's the, the, the hip-talking dude. Well, yeah, he's, no, Johnny Golgotha is the head vampire guy. He's the one that beats a... Jesus later. Yeah, he's there. No, We're doc- yeah, but the, the doctor, doctor, Doctor Pretorius, is the one stealing the skin off the lesbians. To yeah, yeah, all the vampires. But Johnny Golgotha's there talking to him. He killed his janitor. Yeah. yeah, he shows up to him and he's like, and the guy, the doctor's like, I'm gonna need more lesbians. And the doctor and Johnny Golgotha's like, I'm on it. Yeah, because apparently they can survive in the sun on a cat of lesbian skin. I think it's just skin in general, Chris. Like, they just graft human skin onto the vampires to keep Look, them from burning. the movie is what's making the lesbian thing a plot point, not me, okay? I, I understand. I understand. If there's one thing we strive for here at Slaughterhouse Princess, it's factual well, accuracy. I know. I'm just trying to get past the whole trope of the mystical lesbian, you know, the magical lesbian, that whole trope. That you know, that I'm sure you can find on TV tropes somewhere. I don't think it's actually a thing, but probably. But yeah. So, so, uh, and then Maxine shows up, and they decide to go find them some lesbians to bring to the doctor. Yeah, a hey boy. Do they find them? Is this before or after they have the fight on the? Oh no, this is before. Yeah. Yeah, they go to the lesbian drop-off center. Yeah. Well, it's just drop-in center, but I just like the idea of a lesbian drop-off center better. 
it makes me laugh inside. It's fair. Because I'm a terrible person. Also, See also my uh, attempting to grow as an individual statement earlier. Attempting being yes. a key word. Attempting. Yep, I'm still working on it. I am a work in progress. As long as you were better than you were yesterday, buddy. Uh, Maybe. Maybe one micrometer better. That's better. That's all that yep. counts. <laughs> and it's just full of dead lesbians. Yeah, chock full, big and, pile. And posters for lesbian movies like, but I'm a cheerleader. And uh, other ones, I'm assuming, were references to movies that had strong lesbian themes that I don't remember the names of. Yeah. Like Show Me Love, I think, was one of them. Yeah, and the... The... The house mistress, I don't know what her fucking title would be. The lady what runs the drop-off center. Yeah, she just gets there and screams for a solid 37 seconds. Yeah, it seems like forever. Yeah, my wife is like, Jesus fucking Christ, is she going to stop screaming? (laughs) But that's the bit. Yes. That is the bit. Apparently that is the director's mother playing her. Charming. Yes. Yeah, where's mom in? She's apparently a scream queen. Or at least like a scream duchess. Yeah. Scream RA. And uh, yeah, and then Jesus shows up and with Mary Magnum and they make it to the roof and they have a fight on the roof. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Golgotha kicks the shit out of Jesus. Yeah. And Mary Magnum flirts with Maxine and then gets bit in and drained by Maxine Shrek, the vampire. Yep. And when Jesus comes to, everybody is gone and he stumbles home to go work his wood. Mm-hmm. And boy, does he... Does he work his wood? He does. He's really. Yeah, he turns like those those chunks of firewood into actual stakes with like nice like rope wrapped handles that they fit into. I mean, he is a carpenter. He is a carpenter, son of a carpenter. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And uh, but he, then he took he screws in like eye hooks into the bottoms of a couple of them, and I was like, turned my wife. I was like, you see that? He put a fucking eye hook in the bottom of those stakes. We're getting steak nunchucks by the end of this fucking movie. Because, like, why else would you put, like, rings in the bottom of the of the stakes yeah, in a movie where he does kung, where Jesus does kung fu? It's classic Chekhov's steak nunchucks. Yes. So fucking excited. And, As you uh, should be. Yeah. And then, I don't know, how does he... Oh, and then, he, oh... He forgot that he was dejected earlier, and so he went back to Straits Hooters, and um, he gets a bowl of ice cream that talks to him, and he was <laughs> wondering why ice cream is talking to him until he realizes it's his father. Yeah, he works in mysterious ways. Yeah, you'd think, though, like being the son of God, you if random inanimate objects start talking to you, you would just assume it was your dad? He was on a lot of LSD. That's very possible. Yeah. He's like, call your mom. And he ends it, he ends it though. With, oh, he tells them to, um, is he, yeah, he tells them to summon, um, 
the saint of the ring who will mm-hmm. help him fight the vampires. Yep. <laughs> and that involves uh oh but then also when he's after he gets to make his the stakes though, uh something on his like the console table behind his couch starts talking to him and it's his mom. And uh she tells him to to knock them out. Yeah. Take them down. That's my that's my other LL Cool J reference I'll make today. Or knock them out. His, <sighs> his mama said knock them out. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's great. You really brought it all back. Rule of threes. That was the third one, I think. Yes. So we have we are now done with LL Cool J. We'll move on to someone else. Um yeah. And yeah, but then the big intro intro though is El Santo. Yep. In the the smallest fucking airplane. It's like Katana, I think is the brand name. Or well, the model name. It was a tidy little thing. Yeah, especially for the a dude the size of El Santo. El Santo is a large gentleman. He is a he is a uh I would always say he's a large Mexican American. I don't yeah. know, Mexican? I'm assuming he's Mexican because he's a luchador. Yeah, so presumably Mexican. I mean... Yeah. I always refer to myself as a larger American because I am of the uh, heavier persuasion. But uh, I think we'll call him, refer to him as a larger Mexican. And he shows up with his sidekick. The... Who everybody wants to grab her ass. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean... It's it's a big it's a big round ass. Yeah, but that's like her entire character. Her character's last name is Oddbottom, Chris. Yeah, that's fair. They uh they built that character with one idea in mind. Yeah. And they run with it. What if she had a butt? If she had a big a big ass and then everybody grabbed it. What if she had a big butt and then people grabbed her butt because it was big and grabby? Yeah, that's not how things work when you have a big butt. Pretty sure my wife would, like, knife anyone who tried to grab her butt that wasn't, like, approved to grab her butt. That's fair. Yeah. Can't argue with that logic. As it should be, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't think I really need to say it to our listeners, but yeah, listeners, don't go around grabbing people's butts who don't authorize you to grab their butts. Yeah. Yeah. Lest you get shivved, in which case I will laugh at your shivving. Yeah, and also just don't be an asshole. Yeah, that's the Slaughterhouse Princess motto. Don't be a dick. Yeah, that's also with the Will Wheaton motto. Well, he, he stole, stole it. it from him. He stole yeah. it from us. Oh, totally. Will Wheaton, <laughs> noted podcast listener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm pretty... I'm... 99.9 with many decimal places of nines after that. Certainly he does not listen to our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right, but there's that chance that we're going to get a sick tweet after this goes up. Yeah. Even though Felicia Day did steal our format, I will for her undressing podcasts. Yeah. How rude. How rude. Her and I, we share a birthday, but I guess we share a podcast format as well. And unfortunately, I'm our legal team, so... <laughs> We're screwed. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's ever in Honduras, she'll be in a lot of trouble because I only know Honduran law. <laughs> the law of Honduras. Never cross the law of Honduras. It's true. So if anybody out there ever finds themselves in a hot spot in Honduras, you just let me know. I will probably call my friend who is from Honduras before I call you, Chris. That is 100% understandable. <laughs> oh, I'm still a bad lawyer, but I'm just a oh, yeah. bad lawyer legally in Honduras. <laughs> okay, so where were we? Um, did we miss anything? Uh... No, no, he makes the things. He meets up with the saint in Oddbottom. Oh, they go to the club. Yeah, they go to the, the club where the fucking scummy Jimmy is or whatever the fuck his name was. Blind Jimmy, blind Jimmy Leper? Yeah. Yeah. Which, and he does a Star Wars scat? It's so weird. Yeah. It's just like unintelligible, unintelligible Obi Wan, unintelligible, unintelligible Chewbacca. Yeah, it's like it's like we bop bop bada bo. Obi Wan has a lightsaber. Do 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 do. <laughs> you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a choice it's, again. Choices were made. Yeah, it is wild that anyone thought that was should even exist ever in life, but yet it does. And they and then they call up Jesus to uh, to give him thanks and praise, I assume. Uh, and he tries to do a song for for the crowd and doesn't come off too well. And then he turns and looks back in the mirror behind the 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 band and realizes the only people he can see in the mirror are himself and El Santo. And uh, Miss Mary Oddbottom. And the rest of the club apparently are vampires. Yeah, so he does what anybody would do. It plays a bitchin' drum set. Yep, gotta get that drum solo in. And then starts hucking goddamn drumsticks out of his five-gallon bucket of drumsticks he's got sitting next to the drum set. Yep, he's gonna break a stick. When you're, when you're beating the skins, you're gonna break a stick. That's true. If you're doing it right. Yep. And uh unless you're Tommy Lee and then you don't have a bucket of them because when they turn you upside down they just all fall out. Yikes. Yeah. I mean you've seen that rig on his the stage show. No. Oh, for Molly Crew? Like, no, they used to have him this thing that would like turn him upside down while he was playing the drums. Like it would like he'd like rotate him around like over the stage, like and like he'd be upside down over the stage playing the drums. Well, that sounds disorienting as all fuck. Well, I mean, he was probably... I mean, you think he was playing sober? <laughs> no, that would make it worse. <laughs> I don't know. I guess if yeah. you're coked up enough, it doesn't matter what direction your brains are anymore. <laughs> yeah, probably not. So, yeah. But, yeah, if you're Tommy Lee, that doesn't work. Everyone else, bucket o, five-gallon bucket of Trump six is the way to go. Yeah. And uh, he literally just, like throws two handfuls of drumsticks and impales a bunch of vampires. Yep. Uh, El Santo like puts one into a sleeper hold at one point and knocks her out. I think he falls in love with one of the vampires during that scene. Yeah. Um, 
Jesus gets pushed into the bathroom at one point by a vampire lady and they slam into a stall door and it opens up and there's just a dude in there taking a shit who hands Jesus a plunger. So Jesus like impales her on the plunger. Well, the guy's choking the lady vampire, gives Jesus a plunger and he plunges some random fucking vampire. Oh, yeah. And then he sticks to the door with the plunger because humor. Yeah. But the, the, yeah, the female vampire ends up dying in that dude's lap, though, right? Somehow. Yeah. Some weird shit happens. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure that for that, the dude, it was a weird shit. That is certain. That's true. And then they just got to leave. Yeah. They're like, oh, we cleared out all the vampires. I guess we're done here. And. Then I think they get caught by the uh, the vampires, the head vampires. Yeah, yeah. They tell them if something or other. I don't remember. Like they threaten him with something. Yeah, I don't fucking remember. It doesn't it, matter. It's fine. They're just, they, they, it's all there to set up the big final climactic battle in the junkyard. Yeah. Where they're going to, what, draw and quarter him? Yeah, they tie his arms to one car. Well, they're going to draw and have him, actually. They yeah. tie his arms to one car, his feet to another car, and they're just going to slowly pull him apart. Yeah. Like a chicken. Or a lamb on Easter Sunday, if you are the kind of person who would go to New Jersey on Orthodox Easter Sunday and have lamb off of a spit instead of doing a podcast. About uh, armies of Frankenstein's. Very specific. I'm just saying. It happens to people. It does happen. I know at least one person that's happened to. <laughs> it was really good lamb, though. Yeah. We don't do that anymore since Grandma died. I miss it. Aw. That was my first time ever having, like, spit-roasted food. Lamb's real, lamb is real good. Yeah. Especially when, when the Greeks are doing it. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of all, there's a lot of olive oil, a lot of lemon juice and a lot of oregano involved and garlic sometimes. Yeah. So, we, we yeah. always had the homemade tzatziki. Ooh, yeah. Tzatziki is, uh, I like tzatziki. My wife does not like tzatziki. Fun Sir. fact, the uh, Greek word for penis or Greek slang for penis is tzatziki. So you have to be careful if you know both of those words. When you order tzatziki sauce, that you order tzatziki sauce, not tzatziki sauce, because everyone will laugh at you. I'm definitely doing the other one next time. Yeah, my wife always like has to stop and think when she says, like, she, she doesn't like tzatziki. So she's like, no tzatziki. But she always stop, you can always see her stop and think. Tzatziki. Okay, so no tzatziki. <laughs> Don't say wiener. Don't say wiener. Don't say wiener. Exactly. <laughs> I just punched my desk. <laughs> uh, anyway. Hey, my wife My wife just put the evil eye on me for uh, making fun of her, I guess. I'll just need her to spit on me three times later. And hey, you do you, it's man. It, it's a thing. It's it's a mm, two two two. If you ever hear that, that's just someone warding the evil eye off of you, Chris. Okay. Noted. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so climactic battle in so yeah, so they're, they're drawing in quarter, they're drawing in having Jesus. Yeah. Uh, uh, El Santo escapes his bonds. Yes. And bites Jesus's rope. Yeah, but he to free him. Jesus's ropes with his his with this muscular luchador jaw. <laughs> yeah, as the world renowned. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if he was George the Animal Steel, I actually would have accepted that as a uh, as a plausible reason to uh, to escape. Yeah, it's fucking pretty funny. Uh. I miss George the Animal Steel. And uh, so they they start having a scrap. Jesus is fighting Johnny Golgotha. Yep. Uh, El El Santo Santo delivers a backbreaker to Maxine at one point. Yeah. And then uh, two random masked women come out of trunks. Yeah, to fight El Santo. Female luchadors. I don't know what... Yeah, to fight El Santo because that's the only people who could possibly defeat El Santo were other masked wrestlers. It's true. And then uh, and, uh, back at the fucking doctor's lab. Oh no! Jesus wait, shows up. Yeah, you know, you're right. Well, Jesus first the news up. crew shows up. Yes, to report on Jesus fighting vampires. Yeah, live. And that's and they just show up and you never see them again. Yeah, like they're just there for that one bit. Like you don't see them any other fights or anything. They're just there for a short period of time. They they just show up all of a sudden. There's a news crew. Yep. And uh, Misty with Misty Winter or something. Misty Winters, I think, is her name. Yeah. And then Jesus shows up at the doctor's place and he's like, "But you're live on the TV." He's like, I- I'm Jesus. I'm everywhere. Yeah, and I was like, ah, fuck you, movie. You get you win that round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fucking dumb. But I'll allow it. Exactly. And so they have a fight, which involves like sausage-like rope intestinating. Yeah, intestinating. Yeah, there no, was no intestinating in this though. <laughs> intestinate. <laughs> and at some point the doctor like removes her kidneys or something and like yeah, straps them to his hands kidney knuckles out of them <laughs> yeah Not like breast what? knuckles kidney knuckles wouldn't that have the opposite effect you were hoping for wouldn't that just pat it i don't know i mean i don't it, i don't fucking know at this this movie by this point where my that's generally my response to this movie is like, I don't fucking know. I mean I've never attached any organs to my hands and then punched Jesus, but I assume <laughs> it's not as helpful as you would hope. I assume Hotlanta would actually know this answer because I'm sure he does that every like third Saturday of the month. Yeah. His organ meat Jesus fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I let a pancreas smack you down on that guy. Woo boy! <laughs> I switched it up. And I whooped him. Up. I whooped him up real good with a couple of gallbladders. <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, so Jesus ends up kicking his ass. Yeah. But back at the junkyard, uh, Mary Magnum shows up doing some sick-ass dirt bite tricks. Yes. <laughs> because, I don't know. To jump in some cars because it's because this whole movie is like a seventies exploitation pastiche. Yeah, I mean it's even shot like there's like usually like a red like a red like glare on the right side or on the left side of the screen film because you know it's been a it's it's been aged or something like they definitely tried to make this look as seventies pastiche as possible. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, Father Ag Agnabin. Eustace, Father IT crowd. Yeah, he's he's also a vampire now. Yep. And it turns out that they were using lesbians because nobody would miss them. Right, and Jesus is like, but I love everybody, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You hear that, Republican Jesus? And, uh, at some point, he makes a cross out of windshield wipers. Yeah, to, to ward off Johnny Golgotha, who, who like, who, like, cowers back for, like, a set, and he's like, wait a second, and just, like, fucking, like, slaps him out of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, El Santo takes out his two assailants. Yeah, they're, like, the two ladies from, what is it, Diamonds Are Forever that attack, uh, James Bond. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen that. That seems right. I don't know. I assume yeah. odd odd bottom was a James Bond joke. Odd, so an odd job joke. Yeah, maybe she didn't throw her bottom at anyone though. So. <laughs> That's true. That would have been pretty good. <laughs> Just pull off a butt cheek and wing it itself. <laughs> it grows back. And um, uh, El Santo at some point incapacitates the vampire that he is in love with and asks Jesus to save her and well, he's yeah. like through his power yeah because and like and Jesus the, is like well I can't do it by myself yeah. but I can do it with the power of love yeah so Huey Lewis shows up yep and he saves he turns uh, the nurse I think that's the nurse right from the opening hell I don't know I think it's the nurse in the opening. It says so he turns her back into a human from a vampire. Uh, he decides he turns Mary Magnum in back into a human as a from a vampire because presumably he's in love with her. Yeah. She she asks him to turn Maxine back into a human because she's in love with Maxine, and he's like, "Well, fuck." But I'm I'm Jesus. So I'm a nice guy, so I'm gonna do it anyway. And he yeah. turns Maxine back into a human because he's not shitty. Yeah. And then uh, we cut over to him outside of building. Yep. And he's preaching. I, yep. About how, like, follow the teachings, not the teacher. Just do what feels right because that's probably the right thing to do. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then they sing a song about fucking. Yep. Really? Yeah, everybody's there. Oh, and we find out that uh, El Santo is going to have a happy ending with his vampire woman because she's not a lesbian. She's bisexual. Yeah. So, so he they, he can he can be she can love him, too. 
So he wants to be loved. Every, every everybody's happy. The end. Except for maybe Jesus, because he's still like just single and Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, the 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 lady at the fucking fake Hooters was making eyes at him. So and his straight Hooters did like him. Yeah. And that's the second time we talked about this, or at least I'd have. <laughs> so, Chris, what do you think you said last time, and what do you say this time about if people should watch this movie? I imagine I said similar things. Although, in fairness, I don't remember. <laughs> so, Christian, go back and listen to uh, the other episode and let us know how close Chris gets to his uh, his statements here. Yeah. As our non-paid intern, that's your job this week. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's stupid. But it's got... It's got heart. Like, it, it's goofy, but they, they wanted to make the thing. They made the thing. They did their best. It's... It is exactly the level of B nonsense that just hits me right in my cockles. Yeah, I said it uh, for no particular did you, reason. Did you need to like recover after having being kicked in the cockles? Oh, I like it. Okay. That's my thing. Alright, got it. You do you, buddy. Yeah, it's it's goofy. The fight choreography is goofy. All of it's kind of goofy, but it's fun. I mean, it's not good, to be clear, but it's fun. It's just a bunch of dudes doing this on weekends for years because they wanted to. And I think, for the most part, we're on record that we will take a bad movie that's something people wanted to make over just some middle-of-the-road cash-grab trash that a studio put out because they thought they could turn a profit. I think it's worth watching. Maybe not twice. I've watched it twice. I don't feel bad about it. (laughs) You barely remember the first time, Chris. That's true. It's like watching it for the first time all over again. But yeah, I I think it's worth a go. What do you say, Troy? Um... I, I looked up uh, cockle busting on uh, Pornhub and could not find anything about it. So I apparently, Chris, your kinks are beyond uh, the uh, standard porn site. But uh, that notwithstanding, uh, I thought this movie was fun. Like, it, as Chris said, it's not a good movie. It's a terrible movie, really. I mean, some of the dubbing of the words is real bad. Like, they're saying something else. You can tell. But, like... The fucking the words do not match the lips. That happens a couple of times. Um, obviously, a lot of it is looped later. Um, but I don't know. It's still it's still a fun movie. Um, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you just want like a garbage movie to put on and enjoy, this is definitely a garbage movie you can enjoy. So I will say, watch it for that. And speaking of watching things, Chris, what are we watching next week? Uh, we are watching Shocker. Yeah, one of us was going to do that before it was over. 
<laughs> yes, yeah, so it's suggested to us by uh, Brett Sontag, uh, supposed alleged real cousin of Hotlanta and also the two-legged bringer of destruction. I think it's a Wes Craven movie. I believe it is. I remember it coming out when I was like in junior high or high school. So we're talking, what, early 90s, early to mid 90s? I'm almost positive. I watched it contemporarily. I think uh, it yeah, has I a guy that. in an electric chair who gets electric powers. That's all I remember. Yep. Is it Tony Todd? I don't think so. Okay. It is a black dude. I know that. Just because I, I remember like the commercials for it, but. I don't know. That, that's all I remember. I mean, because I didn't watch it as a kid, so I have no. I haven't seen it yet. But so, yeah. But it, yeah, black dude gets uh, electric chaired and comes back and kills people with electric powers for some goddamn reason. Probably because he was uh, not. He was not actually guilty of the crimes he was, you know, killed for, capital punished for. But I don't know that for certain. So I will just keep vamping until Chris fucking looks it up in his little hand computer i'm not looking anything up what are you talking about that's not the thing that's <laughs> happening right now uh i'm gonna say no okay i'm and gonna say, say no why isn't it tony todd that's the question yeah so if anybody wants to tell us why it's not tony todd how how do they do that well, they could uh, reach out to us on Facebook, where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in Princess. They could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could go to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com and yell at us there. Uh, otherwise, if you would like to uh, go to Reddit, you could go to r slash SHP podcast and leave us a, and put a post there or a comment on a post or do something like that. Reddit at us. It works. Uh, and then if you want to listen to us in some way other than the way you're doing, I don't know, just fucking go to any podcast aggregator everywhere and find us. Um, uh, but you can also get us on your Googles and your Echoes, which is kind of fun to, to say to your, your Google and Echo play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast. Uh, other than that, I don't know, like... If you want to support us financially, you can buy merch at store.sarsprincess.com or you could go to our Patreon at patreon.sarsprincess.com and pledge buck or two there and say, you know, and we will say thank you to our current patrons. And hell, this episode is dedicated to one of our patrons that goes to Vern Gagne. Yeah. We'll even do a thing. We already did. Yeah, we did. Take advantage of the fact we don't remember anything. (laughs) Yes. And why don't we remember anything, Chris? Because while other podcasts think about movies, we're going to drink about movies. And with that, we will say bye. Because Mitch Plaggy is not black. No, no. I think we all can agree with that. <laughs>